This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, your host, and I'm wondering today, have you ever been told to watch your language? Now, maybe it's just me because I've said a thing or two that I probably shouldn't have. But Pastor Maggie really caught my attention this week with her new message for our series in Thankful. This is Life in FM. The Gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter. Now Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food. The body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I tell you, not even Solomon in his glory was clothed like one of these. And if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown in the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? Do not keep striving for what you are to eat or what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. It is the nations of the world that strive after all these things. But your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, the Spirit, our Sustainer, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To God be glory, now and forever. Amen. I want to start today with a story. Um, I was sitting in my office the other day after our services were done when one of our students wandered past. She stopped in my doorway, and I looked up and I waved, and she smiled and waved, but then ran away. She was maybe six or seven or so. Now, a few minutes later, the same little girl came back to stand in the doorway of my office, and again, I smiled and waved. And this time, she smiled and waved, but then entered. And as she approached my desk, she asked if she could tell me something. I wasn't sure where this was going yet, but I said, sure. Now, here's what she told me. She said, you know, a lot of grown-ups have bad things happen to them when they're younger, and sometimes we focus on the bad stuff, but sometimes we focus on the good stuff. And I also know there are always people we can talk to about our struggles, and we're never really alone. This is what gives us hope. Now, I wondered what on earth could have prompted such a deep reflection, so I, I asked her what made her think of this. Um, and as we talked a little bit, it didn't seem like there was anything happening in her life. But then she suddenly smiled and turned towards the door, and on her way out of the room, she said one final thing. I just wanted you to feel supported as you start your new job. So can I start by saying, wow, thank you. Yes, I feel supported having been a part of this church for three months or so. Um, also, um, to all you parents out there, I know parenting is hard, and I want you to know sometimes your kids do really, really sweet things when you aren't looking, so take heart. Now, I, I think this young gal had a good point. Here at Good Shepherd, we're in the third week of our thankful sermon series, and so far we've covered being thankful in every circumstance, but also we've talked about the importance of making gratitude a habit. Uh, by doing these things, we are further transformed into God's people. Now today, I want to talk about the power of story. 
stories are incredibly important because they impact how we understand and interact with the world. As this little girl said, there's bad stuff, but also good stuff. Now, some of us have distinctly more bad stuff than others, that's for sure. But the words we use to tell our stories matter. And specifically, gratitude impacts how we see the world. Think, for example, of a setting sun, that beautiful orange and pink sky with deep violet clouds, and that sunset is casting long and deep shadows on the landscape around you. There are two ways you can look at this. You can focus on the sun and the colors of the sky, or you can focus on the darkness of the shadows. Where you put your attention impacts what you see, and framing things as either beautiful or bleak changes our perspective. Maybe that's why this message is called Watch Your Language, because the way we tell our stories influences what we see in the world. So I want to talk about scripture for a moment. Uh, there's a lot of promises in, the, in this text to bring this point to life. Jesus is speaking to his disciples here. So far in the book of Luke, Jesus has established himself as a minister. Uh, he's appointed his disciples. He's been visiting towns and teaching. He's already been transfigured. He's prophesied his coming death and resurrection. And we hear in chapter 9, he turns his face towards Jerusalem, where he'll be crucified, died, and raised from the dead. So when we find this text, we are in the middle of many passages where Jesus is preaching and teaching and healing. And in all these things, he's demonstrating what God's kingdom is like. So that when he is raised from the dead, we know what kind of kingdom we have access to. And we know what kind of kingdom we are called to build while we're here on earth. And so there are stories. The, the blind are healed. The poor are given hope. Uh, those who use their power to suppress others are condemned. Um, illnesses and demons are banished. Uh, food, shelter, and safety are offered to those who need it. God is always searching for the least, the lost, the last, and the lonely, that they too might find their place in the kingdom of God. Now in today's passage, we hear some of those promises that God offers to God's people. And the first to be this, Jesus promises comfort. As Jesus begins, he's reassuring. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, the body is more than clothing. It would seem that worry was a common theme even in biblical times. Why would, why would Jesus encourage not to worry unless people were, in fact, worrying? And who doesn't worry from time to time? When there are uh, things to do, people to see, jobs to figure out, money to manage, uh, relatives to please, weather to contend with, news that it's unsettling, it can be easy to fall into a pattern of worry. And yet, this is precisely what Jesus asks us to reframe. Worrying would be like seeing that grand and glorious sunset and focusing on the shadows. Now, let me be clear for a moment. God doesn't say, don't worry about those things. They aren't important. God says you don't need to worry about those things precisely because they are important. And God knows that they're important. There's a powerful promise here. God feeds the ravens, though they don't have barns. God clothes the flowers of the field, even though they don't work for it. This is meant to be a reminder that God knows what you need. This is not an offhand dismissal. God isn't saying, don't worry, you'll be fine. This is a real and true promise. There will be a day when all our needs will be met. And Jesus spends most of Luke traveling the countryside, proving that future by creating it with his miracles and in his teaching. It's like God is breaking into this world. 
Now let me put a caveat here for a second. There are some very dark things in this world and I do not mean to diminish those. If you're in a dark place today, please don't hear me say meh, it'll be fine. We can't get rid of our wor worries just by telling them to go away. And sometimes uh, depression or anxiety, P PTSD, or even an overwhelming amount of stress, they make it impossible to see hope. If you're in that place, please seek out the resources that can bring you back to hope. What I want you to know today is that the promise of Jesus Christ isn't that darkness won't touch our lives in this world. Jesus promises that darkness can never have permanent hold of us again. There will be a day of hope, which is why Jesus promises comfort. And if Jesus promises comfort, he also promises care. Uh, in our passage, we hear that even the richest king is not dressed as lovely as the flowers of the field. Uh, and verse 28 says, If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow gone, how much more will he clothe you? Perhaps this is why so many of us find it easier to connect with God when we're in the beauty of nature. Something about uh, smelling the earthy soil of a freshly tilled field, or standing under the stars while at the lake, or walking along the quiet of the river, reminds us that we are an infinitely small part of God's abundant universe. And yet this passage reminds us the infinitely powerful creator of the world is also intensely personal and cares about each of us. So part of being thankful is looking for that care in whatever form it comes. Maybe it's that out of the blue phone call at just the right moment, or in a moment of peace or clarity when you least expect it, or maybe in the form of medical advice from a doctor or from a counselor, or maybe the right hug from the right person, or, or maybe not those things, but in some other way. I can't tell you where God will show up in your life, but I can tell you God will show up in your life. If God so clothes the grass of the field, how much more will he care for you? Now, the third promise is the most important, and it has to do with confidence. Um, our uh, passage concludes today, Do not be afraid, little, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Philippians 3 reminds us that our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans 10 reminds us, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For those who live and die in the Lord, there is a sure and present promise that we will be with Christ. We have a great treasure in heaven. And it seems that it pleases God to give us the kingdom. I guess I don't know why that works. I know if God took a good hard look at my life, I would be deemed unworthy. And yet it seems that salvation isn't about what I do, but about who God is. Luke chapter 9 verse 12 says that Jesus turns his face towards Jerusalem. And when Jesus gets to Jerusalem, he walks straight into death, willingly. But then he walks right back out of it, so that we know when we face death, whether that's our own uh, physical death, or the death of our dreams, or our loved ones, or our job, or our house, or the death of our hope, when we walk into death, we know we will also walk right back out of it. Because that is the promise of the kingdom of God. Jesus promises the kingdom is ours. And if you have doubts about that, please come talk to one of us. We love talking about faith and life. It's why we chose this profession. So friends, Jesus promises confidence today that the kingdom of God is ours. Uh, so where do we go from here? Um, Jesus promises three things. He promises comfort, care, and confidence in the kingdom. So I want to leave you with one more illustration. Have you ever paid attention to a photographer? 
Photographers have this unique job of capturing life to frame it in just such a way that people know what's important. And you can tell when a photographer has done a good job or not. Uh, no one likes a photo where the people are blurry or only half the people are in the frame or it's so vague you can't even tell what the photo is. What a photographer chooses to include in their frame influences what people see. So too, how you choose to frame your life will influence what you see. And I'm not promising you a get out of jail free card today. There's some really hard things in this world and until the kingdom of God fully breaks into this one, we'll need to keep working through those things. But as you frame your life, I wonder, is Jesus in your frame? Because when you frame your life and you keep Jesus in the frame and you keep eternity on the horizon, that's when we have the clarity to be thankful, not for every circumstance, but in every circumstance. Would you please join me in praying the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, check back weekly for new content, and if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.